0: It is time. Pour that wine so you are feeling fine. Kick up your feet and take a seat. Fancy a blather? Let's have one together. hello 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 and welcome or welcome back to Fancy About other podcast i am your host Kirsty taylor and this week i am riding solo what's that song run solo run solo run solo i don't know the rest of the words and that's actually probably not the right tune and i'm sorry if i just destroyed your ears because i am a little bit tone deaf i'm sorry to say um so this week i thought why not do something a little bit different? I have wondered for years and years where the heck Halloween actually comes from. Um, today is of course the 1st of November, you may be listening to this later on in November, um, so I hope you all had a spooky and fun Halloween. I know it wasn't um, the usual thing, I'm not going to lie to you, I've never been a big Halloween gal myself, um, please don't come for me, it's just not my not my thing really. Um, we never really did it as family and I have just always find it very commercial and um, I don't really celebrate it. But this year the only thing I did, well yesterday I didn't do anything on the day of Halloween. The only thing I did do was a few days ago I thought, well oh, I'm in the mood for a Halloween film. I haven't watched one forever. See if I can find one on Netflix. I made the rookie error and the biggest mistake of all time to... um to watch Hubie's Halloween on Netflix or something like that and I can tell you with my hands on my heart that that was downright the worst film I've ever watched in my entire life and I was so optimistic, my real optimism came out and I just couldn't give up on it so I watched the whole thing and it just got worse and worse as it went on and I have to say Adam Sandler, He's a hit-or-miss guy, and this was such a miss. Um, I really, really don't recommend that you watch that film. It was so, so bad. I actually, I can't believe I wasted about two hours of my life to watching that. It's really quite soul-destroying. Anyway, on to bigger and better things. So, before we hop into where the heck Halloween comes from, I thought we would start off with our usual small wonder of the week. So, um, this week... I've been really enjoying sunrises and you might be thinking Kirsty, sunrises what are you doing a week at the time of a sunrise and you're not wrong I what am I doing a week at the time of a sunrise well ladies, ladies not ladies and um, well everyone that's listening and um, I have a job to go to now I've, I've I'm currently um, placed in a school I'm a student teacher and I need a nice early start to get to my school on time so it's a nice 6 a.m wake-up call for me at the moment sometimes 5 30 because I am trying to work in some yoga and I like a nice slow slow morning you'll probably all think I sound insane to be be fair I'm in bed by about 9 p.m at the moment because I can't handle it because I'm so tired so that is what is going on at the moment but when I drive to work obviously when I'm parked or um When I'm at a red light, or if it's right in front of me, I do drive safely. I am. I see the most stunning sunrises, and part of my drive, you can actually see them over the water. And I just wish for the life of me that I could just not be in my car going to work and could be walking down onto the beach to watch the sunrise over the water. But autumn has been bringing these sunrises, and I'm very, very impressed. And Aberdeen hats off to you so that is my small wonder so I've become a sunrise person who knew who knew that would ever happen so yeah so what am I engaging with this week this is a hard one because honestly I've been pretty slammed and I have been trying to learn more funnily enough about the Titanic because that's what my class are learning about Um, but I've not really been engaging with much other than lesson plans and stuff yet so i don't really want to use that as my thing yet i do want to learn more about the titanic like um where people that are never really discussed um in the titanic but i haven't really been engaging with much i did engage with that terrible film hubies halloween and regretted every second Um, i have started watching desperate housewives again i find it on amazon and i'm hooked amazon prime and I have boycott Amazon kind of but my mum pays for Amazon Prime so I might as well use it if it's on my TV but um, yeah I don't know I guess I haven't really been engaging with much I'm trying to see if there's any podcasts that I've been listening to that are near anything I did start listening to a French podcast once on the way home from work but just really wasn't the mood oh I have started listening to the Michelle Obama podcast so I guess I'm engaging with that and I really really love that getting really into it and I do need to listen I do have her book on audiobooks but on audible sorry but I haven't actually listened all the way through so I guess that's a couple of different things going on that I'm engaging with give you a little rundown and yeah so now let's kick off into our poem of the week so I found this week's poem of the week on poetry foundation and I will link the exact poem where you can find it in the um, show notes and I will see if I can find the author on social media or something so that you can check them out too um, Yeah, and that way you can check out the website Poetry Foundation as well so this is a poem called To the Dead in the Graveyard Underneath My Window by Adelaide Crapsy um, okay To the get dead in the graveyard underneath my window written in a moment of, of, of exasperation how can you lie so still? All day I watch, and never a blade of all the greens of the, all the green sod moves, to show where restlessly you toss and turn and fling a desperate arm or draw up knees stiffened and aching from their long disuse. I watch all night, and not one ghost comes forth to take its freedom of the night, midnight hour. Oh, have you no rebellion in your bones? The very worms must scorn you where you where you lie, a, a pal, pallid, mouldering equestient folk meek habitants of unresented unresented graves why are you there in your straight row on row where i must ever see you from my bed that in your mere dumb presence iterate the text so weary in my ears lie still and rest be patient and lie still and rest i'll not be patient i will not lie still there is a brown road runs between the pines and further on the purple woodlands lie, and still beyond blue mountains lift and loom, and I walk, and I would walk the road, and I would be deep in the wooded shade, and I would reach the windy mountain tops that touch the clouds. My eyes may follow, but my feet are held, recumbent as you as you others, must I too submit, be mimic of your movelessness with pillow and counterplane for stone and sod. And if the many sayings of the wise teach of submission, I will not submit, but with a spirit all unrecoiled, consoled, flash an unquenched defiance to the stars. Better it is to walk, to run, to dance. Better it is it is to laugh and leap and sing, to know the open skies of dawn and night, to move trammelled down and the flaming noon. And I will clamor it through weary days, keeping the eye, edge of desperation sharp. Nor with the pliant speaking on my lips of resignation, sister to defeat, I'll not be patient. I will not lie still. And in an ironic quietude, who is the despot of our days and lord of dust needs but scarce heeding, wait to drop grim casual comment on rebellion's end. Yes, yes, wilful and petulant, but now as dead and quiet as the others are. And this each body and ghost of you hath heard that in your graves do therefore lie so still. So, yeah, that was To the Dead in the Graveyard under my Underneath My Window by Adelaide Crapsy, which I will have linked in the show notes. Fabulous. So now we're going to go into our positive news story of the week before I jump into what on earth Halloween is all about and where the heck did it come from? So our positive news story for this week is from positive.news, one of my favourite places to check out the news and it is about the cold water swimmers offer hope for dementia treatments. It's a curious pastime that has been mooted as a potential treatment for depression. Now researchers reckon cold water swimming could also slow dementia. Scientists at the University of Cambridge studied winter bathers at London's unheated Parliament Hill Lido and found that when they took the plunge in icy water, their bodies produced a protein dubbed RBM3 that is believed to delay dementia. Cold water swimming is not for everyone and can be dangerous to people with certain health conditions. The challenge for researchers then is to create a drug that stimulates the production of RBM3 and to prove that it does indeed. slow dementia. So there we go. Cold water swimmers may have helped to find help, offered hope for dementia treatment. That is wonderful I love a good cold water swim and I can't wait to get back in the water. It's a little bit too stormy today unfortunately but hopefully another day. So yeah, so now we're going to kick straight into what the heck Halloween is all about. Hi all, just Kirsty hopping, popping, whatever you want to say, in for our... Weekly charity spot of the week, even. Um, so, this is a local charity, so local that it's Aberdeen based. Oh, that's right, we're going truly local. Um, so, the charity of this week is called We2 and you can find them at we2.org.uk. So, We2 is a parent driven organisation based in Aberdeen City and covering the north- northeast of Scotland to empower families of children with disabilities. Um, Epic. They are a wonderful charity that were founded in the summer of 2015 sorry, by a local parent who was frustrated with the fragmentation of information in Aberdeen City and the Shire when looking for activities for her disabled son. So they came up with the idea to produce a free quarterly what's on guide for her community and it has just grown and grown from there. So if you want to learn more about me too you can check out their website. 2.org.uk or you can connect with them at we underscore two underscore Aberdeen and two as in double o and of course on their website you can find out how to donate you can find out all about their magazine you can contact them if you're interested in getting involved and yeah that's about the half of it so again it is we we2.org.uk. thank you I hope you enjoy the rest of this week's episode bye So for years we've just celebrated Halloween and we've never really spoken about where on earth does it come from. Something I've always, always wondered. How did it begin? What's the deal? What's it all about? So um, Halloween is a holiday, obviously celebrated on October the 31st every year. And um, this year happened to fall on a Saturday. So there's a couple of different theories about where the ancient origins of Halloween comes from. So like, where does Halloween come from? So some people believe that it comes from the Celtic festival of, I'm probably going to butcher this name, apologies, of Samhain, um, which is when people would light bonfires and wear costumes to ward off ghosts. And then in the 8th century, Pope Gregory III designated November 1st, which is obviously the day after Halloween, as a time to honour all saints. So soon, All Saints Day incorporated some of the traditions of Samhain. So the evening before was known as All Hallows' Eve and later became known as Halloween. And over time, Halloween evolved into a day of activities that we see today, like trick-or-treating, carving jack-o'-lanterns, festive gatherings, donning costumes and eating treats. So um, a little bit more about Samhain. So obviously the Celts, for people who don't know, um, lived in Ireland and there are also some Celts um, in Scotland. Um, so Samhain marked the end of summer and the harvest and the beginning of the dark cold winter, a time of year that was often associated with human death. Celts believed that on the night before the new year the boundary between the worlds of the living and the dead became blurred. So on October 31st, they celebrated Samhain, um, which believed that the ghosts of death returned to earth on this day. In addition to causing trouble and damaging crops, Celts thought that the presence of the otherworldly spirits made it easier for the Druids or Celtic priests to make predictions about the future. For a people entirely dependent on the volatile natural world, these prophecies were an important source of comfort during the long dark winter. To commemorate the event, druids built huge sac- sacred bonfires where the people gathered to burn crops and animals as sacrifices to the Kelks, the Celtic deities. During the celebration, the Celts wore costumes typically consisting of animals, heads and skins and attempted to tell each other's fortunes. When the celebration was over, they relit their, he- their hearth fires which they'd extinguished earlier this that evening From the sacred bonfire to help protect them during the coming winter. So it was more of a a spiritual festival I feel like than it is nowadays. So um, now the Roman Empire got involved which changed Halloween a little bit. So in 43 AD the Roman Empire had conquered the majority of Celtic territory. So over 400 years for, for 400 years, the Romans <clears throat> um, ruled the Celtic lands and they combined the festival of Samhain with more um, Roman traditions. So the first was Feralia, a day in late October when the Romans traditionally com- commemorated the passing of the dead. The second was a day to honour Pomona, the Roman goddess of fruits and trees. The symbol of Pomona is the apple, and the and then in incorpor- the incorporation of the celebration in Same probably explains the tradition of bobbing for apples. Let's practice today in Halloween. So bobbing for apples came from the Romans. Um, so All Saints Day is, I believe, the day after Halloween um it's November 1st and All Saints Day interestingly enough I'm I was learning this in my in my placement this week is still celebrated by the French so is I believe it is called an apologies for any mispronunciation La Toussaint and um All Saints Day is a little bit different because it's celebrated on November 1st and um, the French don't celebrate Halloween because they think it's quite commercial. And All Saints Day is a Catholic festival, I'm pretty sure. And um, they don't really... I'm not sure if they dress up. They have parades and things like that. But they it's kind of a day to celebrate the dead. And it also marks the start of the holidays for French children. So they quite enjoy... It's a sign they're about to be on holiday. So, But I don't think they... Take part in. They don't trick or treat or anything like that. So a little bit more about All Saints Day. So it was Pope Boniface, oh I don't know, Roman the Fourth, dedicated the Panthonian in Rome in honor of all Christian martyrs, and the Catholic feast of All Martyrs Day was established in the Western Church. Pope Gregory the Third later expanded the festival to include all saints as well as all martyrs and moved to observance from May thirteenth to November the first. So. That's what it is today in France. Le Toussaint is on November 1st. So by the 9th century, the influence of Christianity had spread into Celtic lands, where it gradually blended with and supplanted older Celtic rites. In 1000 AD, the church made November 2nd, All Souls Souls Day, a day to honour the dead. It's widely believed today that the church was attempting to replace the Celtic Festival of the Dead with a related church-sanctioned holiday, so they wanted to take over Halloween and make it religious. So All Souls Day was se- celebrated similarly to Samhain, with big bonfires, parades, and dressing up in costumes as saints, ev- angels, and, de- and devils. The All Saints Day celebration was also called All Hallows or All Hallow Mass. From Middle English... All Holloway Mess, meaning All Saints' Day, and the night before it, the traditional night of Samain, Samhain, in the Celtic region began to be called All Hall- Hallows' Eve, which eventually became what we know today as Halloween. So, how did Halloween get to America? You might be wondering. I mean, I don't know how much I'm wondering that, but why not look it up anyway? I'm going to say it probably had something to do with colonialism, because it's how most things got to America, unfortunately. So the celebration of Halloween was extremely limited in colonial New England because of the rigid Pro- Protestant belief systems there. So Halloween was yeah, that makes sense. Halloween was much more common in Maryland, Maryland, Maryland and the southern colonies as the beliefs and customs of different European ethnic groups and the American Indians meshed a distinctly I mean, American indigenous people, I guess, a distinctly American version of Halloween began to emerge. The first celebrations included play parties, which were public events held to celebrate the harvest. Neighbours would share stories of the dead, tell each other's fortunes, dance and sing. Colonial Halloween festivities also feature the telling of ghost stories and mischief making of all kinds. By the middle of the 19th century, annual autumn autumnal festivities were common but halloween was not yet celebrated everywhere in the country the second half of the 19th century america was flooded with new immigrants these new immigrants especially the millions of irish fleeing from the also famous irish potato famine helped to popularize the celebration of halloween nationally trusting so here is the history of trick-or-treating interestingly enough trick-or-treating is um is not really a term used in Britain, or I don't know about England, but um, in Scotland, it's it's actually guising, is what our parents did growing up, and guising means like to be in disguise. And typically, when you guise, you um, perform something like a song or tell a joke or something. You don't just go to the door and um, expect something in return just for just for showing up dressed up. You normally have to do something, and um, the lanterns were normally made out of term- turnips, um, because pumpkins are not really common in this part of the world, really. So, turnips were actually your go to lanterns, which I can imagine are a lot harder to carve than pumpkins. And, um, yeah, you typically were rewarded with cakes, fruit, and I believe sometimes with money. So, there you are. Um, so that is what guising is. So where did trick-or-treating come from? So borrowing from European traditions, Americans began to dress up in costumes and go house to house asking for food or money. So basically they took guising ge- and changed it to trick-or-treating. Um, young women believed that on, wo- on Halloween they could dif- divine the name or appearance of their future husband by doing tricks with yarn, apple paintings or mirrors. What? That's weird. Why would you do that? wow <laughs> okay. In the late 1800s, there was a move in America to mold Halloween into a holiday more about community and neighborly get-togethers than about ghost pranks and witchcraft. Because I guess it was turning a little bit sour. At the turn of the century, Halloween parties for both children and adults became the most common way to celebrate the day. Parties focused on games, food. Of foods of the season, and festive costumes. Parents were encouraged by newspapers and community leaders to take anything frightening or grotesque out of Halloween celebrations. Because of these efforts, Halloween lost most of, most of its superstitious and religious overtones by the beginning of the 20th century, so that's why it became more of a um, like atheist holiday, I guess, and more of a pagan tradition, really. It wasn't really that religious to begin with originally, when it was just the Celtic festival, um, so, by the 1920s and 1930s, Halloween had become a secular but community-centered holiday, with parades and town-wide Halloween parties that featured as the as the featured entertainment. Despite the best efforts of many schools and communities, vandalism began to plague some celebrations in many communities during this time. By the 1950s, town leaders town leaders had successfully limi- limited vandalism. And Halloween had evolved into a holiday directed mainly at the young. Due to the high numbers of young children during of course the baby boom parties moved from town civic centers into the classroom or home where they could be more easily accommodated. Between 1920 and 1950 the centuries old practice of trick-or-treating was also revived. Trick-or-treating was a relatively inexpensive way for an entire community to share the Halloween celebration. In theory, families could also prevent tricks being played on them by providing the neighbourhood children with small treats. It's kind of like blackmail, isn't it, when you think about it? That's kind of messed up, personally. Thus, a new American tradition was born and has continued to grow. Today, Americans spend an estimated $6 billion. What the... $6 billion? What the actual heck? Annually, on Halloween making it the second largest commercial holiday. Well, the French are not love wrong about it being commercial. Six billion dollars on Halloween. That's insane. That's actually like, oh, that's hurt my soul a little bit. But that is interesting. So it obviously comes from... Um, intro- oh, so here's a little bit about more um, lesser known rituals um so what about halloween traditions and beliefs that today's trick-or-treaters have forgotten all about many of these obsolete rituals focused on the future instead of the past and living and the living instead of the dead in particular many had to do with helping young women identify their future husbands and reassuring them that they would someday with luck by next halloween be married who knew Halloween had stuff to do with finding a woman a husband. That's crazy. In 18th century Ireland, a matchmaking cook might bury a ring in her mashed potatoes on Halloween night, hoping to bring true love to the diner who found it. What if you choke the person? You're going to notice a ring in your mashed potatoes. That's crazy. In Scotland, fortune tellers, of course, recommended that an illegible young woman name a hazelnut for each of her suitors and then toss the nuts into the fireplace the nuts that burned to ashes rather than popping or exploding the story went represented the girl's future husband what in some versions of this legend the opposite was true the nut that burned away symbolized a love that would not last that's so crazy. What the heck? Another tale had it that if a young woman ate a sugary concoction made out of walnuts, he- hazelnuts, and nutmeg before bed on Halloween night, she would dream about her future husband. And she also had a sugar rush. Young women tossed apple peels over their shoulders. Who peels an apple? That's weird. Hoping that the peels would fall on the floor in the shape of their future husband's initials. gonna throw it and i'll be like oh bj or something that's a bad example no no no, i don't want that to be my husband um c i'm trying to think of someone who i don't know um c c d (laughs) and then i'll be like wow that's your future husband's initials Try to learn about their futures by peering at egg yolks floating in a bowl of water and stood in front of mirrors in darkened rooms, holding candles and looking over their shoulders for their husbands' faces. Let's be real, they really just needed a telly at this point, obviously. Other richers were more competitive. That's more up my alley. Some Halloweens, the first guest to find a burr on a chestnut hunt would be the first to marry. Oh. I bet that was carnage. Uh, others, the first successful apple bobber, I think I did that once when I was a kid, be the first to walk down the aisle. Well, that wasn't very successful, was it? Of course, whether we were asking for romantic advice or trying to avoid seven years of bad luck, each one of these Halloween super, superstitions relies on the goodwill of the very same spirit whose presence the early Celts felt so keenly. So it's actually come from a Celtic tradition originally, all to do with the seasons. Isn't that interesting? Because I always wondered, where did it all begin? But that is interesting to know that it did begin from uh, from the Celts. Oh, here is some Scottish Halloween traditions for you. That If you didn't do them this year, you can try them next year. Let's be real, it's probably going to be a pretty inside year again so as I already said the neat lantern so you could should carve your your turnip instead of your pumpkin this year next year and see also let's see how much more I bet that's way harder to do but it's not traditional is it and you're supposed to do it to scare off ghouls hmm. Apple dukin is um, which uh, as we know from earlier, is a Celtic tradition. Um, so everyone loves a good bit of apple ducon, really. As long as you don't have a kid with a wobbly tooth, because that's how, well, I suppose that's how they lose their tooth, isn't it? And you normally ruin your hair. It's not a good time for all of us fringe ladies. Um, what's another one? Treacle scones. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so it's like the um, the one that you play nowadays with. I guess with a jam donut where you know the one where you string you string up jam donuts and tie them up and you've got to eat the whole donut without what is it without touching it or your face etc but they do it with scones and treacle so you end up with black treacle all over your face that's actually grim I don't think I would because black treacle's so horrible I'd rather get jam on and sugar on my face than a black treacle but you know traditional so maybe you will do that the next party what's this other one nut burning so that's like the tradition of trying to find your husband so yeah that's why to see whether you um whether you're gonna live happily or not apparently this was a tradition also for recently engaged couples involved each person putting a nut in a fire if the nuts burn quick quietly, the union would be a happy one. However, if they hissed and crackled, a turbulent future may lay ahead. So what you do, you just break up right there. This isn't going to work for me. Guising, as I said already. So yeah, Scottish children traditionally donned costumes and pretended to be malicious spirits as they went guising around the local streets. It was believed that by disguising themselves, they would blend in with any wandering spirits and remain safe from harm. After performing tricks or songs, better to perform songs or jokes. I used to walk around with a joke book, I remember. Guisers were given gifts to help ward off the evil. Far cry from Some of today's trick-or-treaters who get treats for simply showing up in costume. I couldn't agree more. Kale pulling? What? Tradition. This hearty green vegetable is now a fashionable menu item, but once upon a time kale stalks were used to predict your romantic future. No way. In Robbie Burns' poem, Halloween. Oh, I should have read that for a poem of the week. Oh well. People pull stalks from the ground after dark with their eyes closed the length and the shape of the stock was said to represent your future lovers' height and figure and the amount of soil around the roots represented wealth. We were really obsessed with our future lovers, weren't we? In in the good olden days, that's crazy. Do you know what? I think we're going to end this episode off because I think I've told you enough about Halloween and if you want to learn any more do some research but there's a little bit about Halloween for you. I... I think I'm going to end off with another poem I know that's rather weird I'm going to have two poems of the week this week because I want to read you Robbie Burns a Halloween poem because I didn't know that Robbie Burns had a poem called Halloween because that's so fun so we're going to read that if I can find it here you go Halloween continue one second Halloween by Robbie Burns Upon that night, when fairies light on Cassilis' dones and dance, or o'er the lays in splendid blaze, on sprightly coursers prance, or for clean the route is tain beneath the moon's pale beams, there up the cove to stray and rove among the rocks and streams to sport that night, among the among the bonny winding banks where Dune rins wimplin'. Clear where Bruceants ruled the martial ranks and shook his carrick spear, some merry, friendly country folks to together did convene to burn their nuts and poo their stalks and had their Halloween for th- blithe that night. The lassies' feet uncleanly neat mere broad than when they're fine, their faces blithe through sweetly kind th- kins, th- hearts leal and warm and kin the say trig we were babs, we'll knotted on their garden, some unkone bla- blate and some wee gabs, gar lasses heart-scan stra- startin whilst fast at night. Then first and foremost, most through the kale, their stocks moan sot ants, they stick in and grappin and we'll, for muckans, mucklin' ans and strawans, per havel Will fell aft the drift, and wander through the bokale, and put for want o' better shift. A runt was like a soretail. Say boatin' that night. Then st- st- stotter crooked, gear would they roar and cry a thurtherin. The very wee things, toddlin' rin, wee stalks out o'er their swolther, and gif their custoch sweeter, sir, wee jochless they taste them sing a aboon the door, we cannae care, they have placed them to lie that night, the lassies straw-fray mang them, eh, to pile their stalks of corn, but Rab slips out and jinks about, be hint the muckle-thorn, he grippeth nelly hard and fast, loud scurled out the lassies, but her tap pickle maist was lost well, when kilting in the fosses, we him that night. The old Guidewives, well heard it knits are round and round divided, and money lads and lassies' fates are there that night decided. Some kindle cothy side by side and burn together trimly, some start a wa we saucy pride and jump out o'er the chimney, for high that night. Jesus is a long poem. Sorry, guys. Jean slipping twa twa tet and thee. What was she? <laughs> Wouldn't tell but this is jock and this is me she says in tear herself he pleased o'er he her and she o'er him as they would never maird part till flut fuff he started up the lum and Jean had e'en a ser heart to see that night per Willie wee his bokeel runt was brunt wee primus Malley, and Malley nae doubt took the drunk to t- t- be compared to Willie Mal's nitlap Oot we preder fling, and her ain't, ain't fit it brunit. while Willie lap and swore by Jing twas just the way he wanted to be that night. Nell had the fuss hoose in her min, she pit herself and robin. In lovin' bleez they sweetly joined till whiten as they sobbin'. Nell's heart was dancing at the view she'd whisper Rob to Lickford, Rob Styles, preed and her bonnie moo, for in the neek for unseen that night. But Merrin sat behind their backs her thoughts on Andrew Bell. She leases them, gashes at their cracks and slips out by herself. She threw the yard the nearest tax and to the kiln goes then, and Darklands grab it for the box, and in the blue clue throws them right fierce the night. And I she wouldn't, and I she swat, I what she made nae junkin' till something held within the pack, good lord, but she, she was quakin'. But whether was the deal himself, or whether twas a bunkin', or whether it was Andrew Bell, she didn't wait on talkin' to Spire that night. We Jenny to her granny says, will ye go wee me granny? I'll eat that apple at the glass I gat ye." uncle Johnny. She fluffed her pipe wee skia lunt and wrath. she was save wrapping. She noticed not an easel brunt her bra knew worse at open apron out through the night. Ye little scalpy limmer's face I dare you try sick sporting as seek the foot of fouls th- Thief on on a place for him to spay your fortune. Nay no doubt, but ye may get a sight great, great cause ye hate to fear it. For money, Ian has got a fright and lived and died delirate on sick at night. I, I hear, hearse a hear hears a forcher, sure, this remur, sure I minds as wheels yestern I was a. "'Gilpy then, I'm sure I wasn't past fifteen. "'The simmer had been called, and what? "'And stuff was Uncle Green. "'And I a ranting can we get, "'and just on Halloween it fell that night. "'Our stibble rag was Rab McGreen. "'A clever, sturdy fellow. "'His son got epi sim we ween, "'ween that lived in Achmakala "'He get him seed, I mind it weel. And he made uncle light to it, but money a day was by himsel. He was say, say frightened that very night. Then up got fetchy James Fleck, and he swore by his conscience that he could saw hemp seed a peck, for it was a butt, a butt nonsense. The old good man rot doon the pock and out a handful gied him. Sign bade him slip free mang the folk some time when they ain't see them and tried that night. He marches through the mang the stacks through he was something started The grape he fit for a harrow tax and hurls it at his carpin. And every now and then he says him, see I saw thee and heard that it is to be my last. Come after me and draw thee as fast this night.' He whistled up Lord Lennox's march to keep his courage cheery. Although his hair began to arch, he he was safe, fled and eerie. Till presently he hears a squeak and then a grain and gruntle. He by his shoulder gay a keek and tumbled we a wintle out o'er the night. He roared a horrid murder shoot in. Dreadfast desperation. A young and old came running out to hear the sad narration. He swore twas Hilch and Jean McCraw or Crouchy Merrin Humphrey till stop. She trotted through them. And what was it but grumpy Esther that night? Meg Fain wad to the bar hanging to wi- win three wickets. Oh, Nathan, but for the meat or for to meet the deal her lean she pat but little faith in she geese the herd a pickle nights a two red cheeked apples to watch while the barn she sits in hope to see tam capples that very neck. She turns the key way canny throw and o'er the threshold ventures but first on sonny geese a ca sign boldly in she enters a ratten rattled up to the wa and she cried, Lord, preserve her, and ran through midden hole and all, and prayed we zeal and fever for fast that night. They hook out, will we say advice? They hecked him some fine bra in. It chanced the stack he'd phantom thrice was timmer prop for thawing. He takes a swirly old moss oak for some black, gruesome carlin. And Luta Winson drew a stroke till skin in Blypescam Harlan ass knees that night. <sighs> a wanton widow Leslie was as canty as a kitlin, but ach, that night amongst the shores she got a fearful setting. She threw the winds and by the cairn and o'er the hill gave skieving, where three lairds lands met at burn to dip her less sark sleeve in, was bent that night whiles o'er a linn that burn, burny plays as through the glen it whiplin whiles round a rock scurret strays whiles in a wheel in dimplin whiles glittered to the nightly rays would we bickerin, dancing dazzle whiles cooking underneath the braise below the and hazel unseen that night sorry guys folks one and all I'm just gonna take a quick water break here didn't know Robbie Burns wrote such a long poem about Halloween uh, I must also point out that my Scots is rather rather rusty at the moment so please enjoy these last three. Um, verses and hopefully I don't butcher my Scots too much and put my family to shame and uh, maybe you can hear my accent more than normal when I'm doing this um, yeah, enjoy the last three verses <laughs> among, among the brackens on the brae, between her and the moon the deal or else an outlay, outler quay, get up and gay a croon Poor Leslie's heart may slap the hole near lavrock height she jump it, but missed a fit and in the pool out o'er the lungs she lung she plump it, we a plunge at night. In order on the cleaner stain the luggies three arranged, ra- and every time great care is tain to see the duly challenged Old Uncle John Wa Wedlock locks jo Wa, wa Wedlock joys Sin Marsh. Mars year did desire because he got that tomb dish strikes, he heaved them on the fire in wrath that night. We merry sangs and friendly cracks, I wot they didn't weary, and Uncle Tales and funny jokes, their sports were cheap and cheery, till buttered songs we fragrant lunt set ah their gabs a the steering. Sign we a social glass ostrunt, they parted after careerin for Blythe that night. So, yeah, that was some bit out of breath. That was um, Halloween by Rabbi Burns, the legend that is. Um, you can uh, find that in the show notes. It's in uh, good old Scots, obviously. If you don't understand Scots, then. I don't care what you want me to do, and um, no, I'm just I'm just hanging on, just hanging on. Um, you can probably just Google the translation of a uh, Halloween by Robert Burns if you don't understand Scots. Scots by good old Rabbi. So, um, yeah, that was Halloween by Robbie Burns. Um, what a cracker of a poem! What a long aim that was. So thank you so much for listening this week. I hope you've enjoyed learning what the heck Halloween is all about. Um, sorry, I'm still talking. I just, I'm in the Scots mindset now. All about. Um, Yeah, thank you so much for listening this week. And remember to stay tuned for a new episode with me next week. Next week, I will be talking all about our book club of the month, which was... Half a World Away by Mike Gale so don't don't forget to tune in next weekend to listen to that Uh, thank you so much have a great week bye